I managed to get not just one of my friends, but two of my friends to sit with me for, well, I mean, for virtually. This is, I'm, it's not that big of an accomplishment, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because we're not even in the same room. Anyway, it's V and it's Fred. You know them. All right. Y'all say something. Ugh. Hi. Um, <laughs> it me. It's the uh, terminal... Hello? Cool kid. Terminal oh, cool yeah. kid. I'm going to die from being as cool as that I am. That sounds like and one of those Animal Crossing tags. Oh, totally. Fred, what are you? Um, What am I? I am big streamer boy. Oh, God. The famous. That doesn't <laughs> translate well uh, in, in the audio medium, but... Uh, you know them because they've been on the podcast uh, in separate episodes, but I managed to coerce them onto this very special episode, this this group episode. Uh, group episode. This group episode. <laughs> it was quite a coercion because me and Fred are sworn enemies. It's true. It's true. We are. We are. Fred, where oh. you been? Here. I mean, you're in my room. You're sworn enemies over like dishwasher etiquette, but that's about it, probably. True. Uh, but you guys, do you, do you know why I've summoned you here today? Both of you at the same time at the, at this moment. Because no one else would agree. Yeah. Also that, but more importantly. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking God. Do you have any idea why I might've summoned you here today? No, nothing. Nothing at all. Nope. You you gave us no details. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Legit Um, no details. So, uh, we're doing the True Blood episode. (laughs) I knew this would happen. Damn it. I knew it. I knew that's why you fucking wanted to watch True Blood, you absolute monster. <laughs> I'm actually going to completely change this conversation instead to a new discussion, which is actually about Predator and Alien again, instead oh, of doing this nonsense. Yeah. We, okay, we can't relitigate that. We already, Fred and I talked about that in his episode that hasn't even come out yet. So, like, we, uh, it's, the ground is How been dare you? I, I am the inspiration for that, are you? I already trash talked you. Um, versus and, Predator. And uh, uh, showed receipts. So, you know, uh, you can't, there's no coming back from it, V. I've defamed you With already. I, I don't care. I don't care. I will rehash this argument as many times as I have to. Well, you know, I think it's important that we talk about True Blood because we did watch the entire first season of True Blood together. Um, and I want we you to did. know that uh, I did not, it was not, I made it through one episode before I was like, hey, what if I forced them to do a podcast with me about it? Um, mm-hmm. So it didn't, my my thoughts were not initially nefarious. They very quickly I became that. <laughs> But they didn't start out that way. So that should make you feel something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel good. Well, yeah, I, but do you I, feel I something? I feel like I've been tricked. Well, you have been. Yeah, I feel betrayed. But it's not hard oh. to trick, uh, you know, you two. So, you know. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, thank You're you. You're um, so I, But I want you to know that despite putting you through watching the first season of True Blood with me, um, which was, I took almost no coercing on my part. I want to, want to maintain that for the audience. It, it really, really, di- I didn't have to try very hard, but, um, I did have I to. I just well, knew it, Lafayette was a thing and that's what I came for. So I, I feel like I've been groomed this entire mm-hmm. time because we've been watching so many bad shows yeah. that I, this is just kind of like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm experiencing Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I've come to expect this, and this is just my life. It's now, the long so. con. I have been I've been working on you both for a while, um, but I do want you to know. It, I don't think it'll really make you feel any better, but um, yeah. I did. I I you have, may have had to consume the first season of True Blood, but I had to consume the first season of True Blood twice because I did watch it when it came out, and also um, I had to read the whole first book last night. <laughs> Because I put it off. <laughs> so uh, I was talking to Fred this morning and I mentioned that I started reading the book at 1 p.m. And I finished at 8.30 p.m. So I 
did not get up. I had a glass of hot cocoa and that was it. I have such a bad reading hangover because that book is like 600 fucking pages long. (laughs) It took so long to read and I have many thoughts about it. But first, before we get there, I want to know in like two to three sentences from each of you, what are your thoughts on True Blood season one? Hello, this is my book report yes. on True Blood season one. <laughs> the show that is not uh, a book that you read. Yes. Yeah, the the show, the bad show that I watched. Uh, in this essay, I will talk about how bad it is. Um, it bad. It's just like it's it's unpl- like there are moments I think in it where it it, it can be considered at least entertaining, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it is just. An unfortunate watch. It is really frustrating. I when I go into shows, especially female-led shows, like there, there is like if there is a woman lead, I want to like her automatically because I know most people will find a reason not to like her. I as is the experience of being in any sort of fandom. Like people just automatically hate women so you much. You want to give them the benefit True. of the doubt. So I I do want to like Sookie. Yeah. Um I don't like Sookie. I hate her. Mm-hmm. I hate her so much. Okay. Very um, unlikable. Super unlikable, as most of the characters are, especially the leads. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Fred mentioned Lafayette. He is definitely, probably, definitely the best <laughs> character, aside from uh, war veteran Terry. dude whose name I can't remember. Terry, Terry yeah. Terry. Terry is also a good character. Other than that, bad. Mm-hmm. All around bad. I just, I I get that it was like, what, early 2000s? And this was like kind of the main HBO show at the time, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the HBO blockbuster of its time. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Game of Thrones of that era, mm-hmm. allegedly, right? Mm-hmm. But like the amount of just random sex, just immediately, I don't, I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's all that the first couple of episodes seemed to be was, oh, we're just going to have a bunch of people have sex, fuck character writing, apparently. And then, oh, wait, we actually need to have a plot here is what it felt like, even though I know it's based on a book. But I'm like, you you feel like they made it up as they went along. Well, you know, so I I finished I started and finished reading the first book yesterday. And as a little bit of background, um, I should start off by saying that True Blood is a show on HBO that ran for like seven seasons. It's based off of a book series called the Southern Vampire Series by Charlene Harris. It's got 12 fucking books in it. Um, and the main character is a small town waitress from a small town in, in Louisiana called Bon Temps. And she is a telepath. And the world is one where vampires uh, have come out of the coffin, as they uh, <laughs> love to put it. Um, <laughs> and because of the invention of synthetic blood. So they want to try and go mainstream and be part of the world and all this stuff. And so the the show takes place, as well as the books take place, about two years after vampires have made themselves known. And everyone's just kind of dealing with that. And they've gotten the right to vote and all this stuff. And they pay taxes, whatever. Okay. Um, I read the first book when I was, I want to say 13. Um, And I kind of read the books as I was watching the show because I think the show was in its second season when I when I encountered it. So it was pretty early on. Um, And so I kind of had this mixed impression in my memory of like stuff that got conflated with the the book that was only in the show and vice versa. Um, and so I found it really interesting when I went back and reread the book yesterday, uh, the huge difference between the book and the show. Um, and I, I think V, you touched on the fact that Sookie in the show is a fundamentally unlikable character, which you can equate also with the fact that Anna Paquin, sorry to say, is a terrible actress, at least in the show. Damn. Absolutely atrocious. I guess she'll never be on your podcast now. That's fine. I can live with that. Um, (laughs) And, and, but I I do want to say that I, as I was reading the book, I kind of came to this conclusion that Sookie is a really difficult character to make likable in a visual medium. 
um, when we are in her head in the book, because all of the books are told from her perspective. They don't bounce back and forth between any other characters. It's just her. Um, hmm. It's it's much easier to sympathize with her because we're just getting her perspective, right? Whereas in the show, they have very much attempted to make Suki the main character, but they're trying to add all these different storylines on top of it. Um, which I think has made a huge mess of it. Like you were saying, like you just, the show is like mostly sex. It feels like they made it up as they went along. And that's because in the books, almost none of those plot lines really exist. They kind of are, these books I realized are far less romance novels and much more small town Southern mysteries. Um, which I think accounts for a lot of the mistakes the show made. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing is it it doesn't really feel like a show or series that should be any sort of romance focused. Mm-hmm. Um, inherently, I feel like Bill, uh, the romantic lead of the first season, is unlikable and their romance is kind of built off of nothing, mm-hmm. which is fine or not fine, but almost excusable in a series that isn't focused on that mm-hmm. bit, but it feels like it's supposed to be focused on that in the show, even though it's not well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it's it's really interesting. I at first it took me the reason I put it off until last night to read this book. Right, was like because I read the first. You're lazy. Well, yes, but I also <laughs> I read the first chapter. Like I think we were like three episodes in to the show, and I was like, oh, I need to read the book because I want to force them to do an episode with me. Um, and then I got it and I read the first chapter and I was like, holy shit, this book sucks. Um, <laughs> and I was like, damn, I don't know if I can do this. And so I like waffled for a while and I didn't read it and I didn't read it. And then I put it off and then finally we finished the series and I was like, shit, damn it. Now I do need to read it. Um, but once I got past the first chapter, which was pretty ham-fisted, I will say the first book is probably the least interesting book of all of them. However, um, the books are actually pretty good. They're for what they are. I mean, I I found that Charlene Harris is like a master of the mundane and of like giving you a sense of this town and the people in it. And it's it's a very like cozy mystery feel with an element of like mm. vampire romance, which is a really interesting combination. And she does it really really well. But that does not translate to being an extremely salacious, yeah, like no. uh, what is it, soap opera, right? <laughs> I, I feel like I would honestly I would be super super down for the show mm-hmm. if it was more the mystery. Yeah. Because like I maybe it's just that I don't connect with romance like plots in general. What the fuck? But like where was <laughs> where was the plot? Like there there was a fucking serial killer and no one seemed to give a shit. Yeah. Like well, and that took me out for most of forget. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, we were. I felt like I was constantly forgetting that there was a serial killer happening because I was distracted consistently by the the Bill and the Sam subplot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know those things do exist in the book, obviously, but they are. If you're thinking of it as these books are are cozy mysteries with a little bit of romance subplot, right? The mm-hmm. books are actually much more, they're about Suki. They're about Suki's growth as a person. They're about Suki coming into her own as a telepath and embracing herself as like what she is, um, which is a very smart woman who is okay with her life and is making the best of her life, especially now that she has more of a grip on her abilities as a telepath. And... um she finds herself in this in-between place between the supernatural and the natural, and that's where she belongs. And through the the many books, Suki kind of goes through a, many lovers. She 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 dates Bill for like first two and a half books, basically. I guess first two books because uh, spoilers. I did also read the second book yesterday. Um, <laughs> once I started, oh I kind of couldn't stop, which is why I was up to like two a.m. last night. But does does one book like correlate to one season kind of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I I kind of felt that in in that sense, the development of Suki through the books was great. I loved the idea that her relationships are deeply imperfect. That her relationship with Bill is 
super, super flawed. And she even goes so far as to say several times in the book that she's not even sure she's actually in love with Bill, which I fucking loved. That was so good. Because Bill sucks. Bill does suck. Um, I wish Bill is very uh-huh, vampire. He's, n- uh-huh, he's not. Suck vampire. <laughs> I just wish. So <laughs> the the plot of the first season slash first book is that um, Suki, the small town waitress, uh, encounters a vampire for the first time. He comes to the bar and he's just moved to town. And she's so, so excited because she is a telepath and she's been ostracized by her very small community and everyone thinks she's crazy or just an idiot or both. Um, but she meets which him, she which she is for sure, for sure, for sure. But she meets him and she realizes that she can't read his mind. And much like Edward Cullen, she is besotted with the idea that she can just fucking chill for like a minute and not hear somebody's voice in, in her head all the time. Um, and as the book plays out, there is a serial killer hunting women who, uh, have been with vampires previously. And the predominant theory is that her brother, Jason, is the one who's killing them because he slept with all of these women. And there's a lot of circumstantial evidence. He makes a lot of sex tapes and it's ridiculous. Um, that is broadly (laughs) the same in the book. Um, but they, in the show, add, they, they take all these very minor (laughs) characters and these very reasonable people in the book and like wholly blow them out of proportion in the show i had a feeling (laughs) yeah i had a feeling that tara probably was a better character in the book she's not even in the first book dude amazing great we don't meet her until the second one uh when all the orgy stuff happens so you know uh okay yeah interesting you knew there was gonna be orgies um, I mean, I was expecting them in the first episode, but I guess HBO used to be pretty tame, huh? Yeah, it's true. Um, I picked out a couple of choice nugs from from the book itself that I thought were were pretty good. Some dank nugs. Yeah, these these dank nugs from page five. Um, in describing Jason, uh, Suki's brother, um, <laughs> he goes up to her at work and he he gives her a hug. And Suki is, I want to say, she's the most insufferable in book one because she is extremely fucking judgy. Um, And she's like that in the show, but she's the judgiest person alive. She, like, doesn't like anyone, which I guess is fair if you're, like, a telepath and you know everyone's nasty secrets, I suppose. But If you're hearing what everyone is thinking all of the time... Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I would like anybody. Mm-hmm. I have some pretty gnarly thoughts. Like, it just like on the intrusive thought mm-hmm. plane, like, some people just have some bad thoughts, like, automatically without thinking. And if that's what you just hear, like, I don't imagine you would care for most people. However, fuck you, Suki. Yeah. You would think everyone was a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and also, like, she hears every bad thing they think about her in particular, right? Yeah. Um, which has got to be tough, especially if you've been hearing it all your life. Um, so... Uh, so t- Jason walks in and and he goes um she she immediately is like Jason fucking sucks. Suki like kind of doesn't like her brother. She loves him very much but she also is like you're the kind of worst person alive and you need to fix yourself. Um Well, he is. He is. He's not nearly as bad in the books, although I uh, I gave him more credit in the books than he was due because like two pages after I was like, "Oh, Jason's not so bad." He 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 did he did some bad stuff. Um but she describes him as uh when he goes to hug her, she says he knows that women like a man who's good to his family and also kind to the disabled. So hugging me is a double whammy of recommendation. Um, which is basically Jason comes up to give her a hug only so that he can impress the women around her. And and yeah, so it's just a really fucked up thought to have about your brother. <laughs> and also fucked up for him to do, I suppose. But I, I don't know if that's genuinely what he was doing or if that's just what she thought he was doing it's kind of unclear um but i thought i thought this this uh description of bill was pretty good guys i think i think you'll enjoy this oh no is he wearing a henley (sighs) no he's not and (laughs) i the whole time i was reading this i kept thinking of that wee golfing scene from the show the what remember when he's golfing with the wee Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So um when I think of this, I also think of that. So uh page ten or page fifty, 
uh, Suki describes him as he was wearing khaki dockers and a green and brown striped golfing shirt, polished loafers, and thin brown socks. What the? Mm. Fuck? He's so sexy. Yo, Tasty. I'm what a sorry, but that makes also that makes no sense in terms of like fucking he. What I assume to be his character, right? Like he. Why? Well, he's a he's a Confederate. Why isn't he not just wearing like cut off, cut off plaid. Confederate uniform? <laughs> yeah, cut off <laughs> Confederate uniform. To show off I his want midriff. his beer. I want his beer belly to be out. Well, you know the um, scariest part of in the his book? Henley actually. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest part of the book was at one point it's casually mentioned that he was wearing sandals, and I fucking like I lost it. I was like, the idea of this man wearing sandals. First of all, he's a vampire. No. Secondly, he's this like crusty old Confederate who's moved back into his family home um, and likes to sleep in, sleep in his own grave. Uh, like I, and he's just also a terrible, terrible person who I've just don't understand Suki's attraction at all. Um, wearing sandals just like pushed me clear off the event horizon. Does, does Bill (laughs) ever interact with a black person in the show or the book? Because I haven't thought about that, but does he? Um, it's implied that he does because he's like a regular at the bar and the bar has like a mixed crowd. I will say one interesting thing about the books is that there are two black people in the show. There are two, three, sorry, three black There's people. There's three? Oh, the mom. Sorry, the mom. Oh, and the fourth being the the witch doctor, which is very good. Uh, yeah. Well, in the, in the book, Charlene Harris kind of makes a point of like, being very honest about the racial disparities in like a rural Louisiana town. Um, like she doesn't sugarcoat it. Like Suki is very aware of those things. And she, she's like, you know, I've never, she mentions that uh, the afternoon crowd at Merlot's, which is the bar she works at and is like the main watering hole of the town um, has a mixed crowd. Whereas in the evening, it's only white people. <laughs> and like, it's just like oh. little, little things like that. Very everyday. Like you can, get a clearer picture of the racial disparities in the town, um, which I think are is a really interesting way to handle it because that's that's what it is in real life, right, for most people. Like, it's those subtle things that mm-hmm. you don't really notice. But if you lived in a town like this, it would just be everyday life. Um, mm-hmm. I thought her ability to, to write a very nuanced small town with a lot of culture and history to it and a, a very clear understanding of the area and the kind of people in the area is really, really good. I, I was consistently impressed with it. Um, I will say, if we're talking about romance novels, though, there is a... I, my 13-year-old brain massively, massively overblew the amount of sex in the book. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like... Almost none. Like, it's mentioned pretty frequently, but it's, like, bare bones, like, barely, like, it's glossed over. There's no, uh, like, I guess there's a spectrum, right? Not every romance novel has, like, deep descriptions of, of, you know, a Willis or whatever, right? But, like, um. I'm sorry, what? A a Bruce Willis. (laughs) Exhausting. I'm leaving. Um, but exit the chat. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, but this one is one of those novels that like danced around sex a lot, right? Like it's mentioned, it's part of the plot. It adds a little flavor, but it's really, she doesn't describe like anything ever. Like it's just very much like, and then we both like, you know, reached completion in the evening or whatever the hell, right? Like, Ugh. yeah, it's just like that. Um, which is hilarious to me because the show is so overtly sexualized. It is. It's like far too much. I mean, as as me being a very sexual person, uh, I was severely uncomfortable anytime sex was shown because it was like too much. It's like we are mean- only showing you this scene to show you sex. Mm-hmm. You mean you don't want to watch porn on the couch with your roommate? I would rather do that, actually. That would be oh. funny as fuck. I, I don't. I that's that's an uncomfortable realization to have. Oh, so is that is that the next roommate activity? <gasps> no, I, <laughs> oh my god, let's watch porn on the big screen while we make gingerbread no! houses and drink 
Mountain Dew margaritas. Do Don't worry. It will be vampire porn. I was okay. Oh my god. Uh, v, I was thinking about how you wanted to do garitas the other day, and I was like, oh my god, that's gonna be so fun. But I don't drink, and so I was like, wait, is there any way for me to maintain that it's a virgin do garita, or am I just gonna be drinking Mountain Dew out of a cup? Yes, you're gonna have to well, start being an alcoholic. <laughs> well, I was thinking we would just make it exciting for you by putting like some lime a in lime it and, and like. Uh, and like maybe make me making it like a slurpee with lime in it, right? Like a do or Rita or we just slurpee. pour some hot sauce in it because that's what we did to like uh, you know include you in New Year's. Oh, I don't want to get another chemical burn. I don't. Y'all, everyone listening to this who doesn't know Abigail personally, I need you to know that she got a chemical burn from some fucking hot sauce on her hand. I, I took a dab of hot sauce off the back of my hand and it was a mistake. That hot sauce was... It, it wasn't food. Like, it wasn't. It was just chemicals. Like, it wasn't meant to be consumed. It was a, it was a chemical weapon for sure. <laughs> we did toss it immediately <laughs> after. God, I had that chemical burn for like three days afterward. That sucked. That was really bad. Oh my god. Yeah. You get a chemical burn from like someone breathing wrong around. I'm you. sensitive. Oh. Yes, that's why I'm hold up in my closet. That's why you wouldn't be able to survive any sort of monster relationships. So oh, don't do now. Wow. You're never going to be able to fuck a werewolf, I guess. That No, or a vampire, honestly. That makes me so sad. <laughs> or a mummy. Well, okay. I see, but there, we, we get into some sticky business there. A decaying wiener. I mean, he's just human, Ugh. right? Like, if anything, they're frailer than, I mean, unless we're talking Imhotep. Imagine, no, imagine the bacteria on the wang or the wang or vagine <laughs> of any of at these. least at least you know he's gonna wrap it up shut the fuck up <laughs> fucking god you didn't you didn't get him you know what i was um you got god god no you know i don't yeah. know i I, w- I was thinking about this the other day for for reasons um and i was like hmm like, what is it? Is it necrophilia if they're like, like animated? Consenting. <laughs> I I mean yeah, like they have to be animated to be consenting, right? So like, is it if if okay, in theory, if Evie from the Mummy, uh, which Fred shut the hell up. I know you haven't watched the movie, and I don't care about you. Um, oh my god! <laughs> you haven't watched my favorite film. I do not need your input here. V, if Evie had gotten together with Imhotep, is it necrophilia? Because he looks like a dude. Okay, if we're going by strict definitions, yes, yeah, right. Because he's dead. He, he's he, dead. He do be dead. Pull a bug. We're not talking about like is his flesh decaying. It's necrophilia. He's dead inherently. It is necrophilia. Okay. But okay, so let's say her body was taken over by a nox and a moon, um, as was Imhotep's plan, as we all know. Uh, <laughs> what would yes, all of us. <laughs> Fresh, shut up. Uh, it wouldn't two thirds of us. <laughs> yeah. Would it still be necrophilia because her spirit is dead, or like it's it's a it's a spirit of a dead woman in her? That's just double necrophilia. Huh. It's just a mortician slamming two bodies together. Oh God! <laughs> Speaking of necrophilia, do you guys remember that scene in the book? Uh, or sorry, in the my, my brain is totally fried. Uh, in the not. show where where read. Bill crawls at buck ass naked out of the dirt and I do. and, and then raw dogs fuck. Uh, her in the and, graveyard. And he is very dirty and covered in mud. I I, I think about <laughs> the infection she definitely got sure. because it's just like they they are fucking in the mud cuz wasn't it raining? Well, in the yeah. I don't think was it raining in the show? I didn't feel like it was raining in the show. It's definitely raining in the book. I don't know. Okay, well then, if it was raining in the book, regard she definitely got an infection. Mm-hmm. That's mud. Yeah, yeah. It, dirt bad, mud worse. It's slipping in. Ugh. It's going in. And there's like you know bugs it's going in. There, in. Yo. Like, 
And she also, there was like no prep. He like crawled out of the ground. She thought he was dead. He grabs her ankle and he's like, suck it. And she's like, Beal. And then, and then he just like hauls her down on the ground and like shoves himself How? inside. Like there was like, none of that is good. Like I don't. Is How are your impressions no of them so good? Beal? Suki. Suki. I want to say, it, it, wait, hold on. Should we rate accents? Like who did the best accent in the show? You know who actually did the best accent? Who? Um, I don't know if we want to give spoilers, but fucking, what's his dick? Um, Creole dude. Oh, Renee. Yeah, Renee. Yeah, he his accent was like pretty hot. Yeah, I, you know it was interesting. Um, in the book, uh, the plot with Renee is a little bit different. Um, he is it still him? Yes, it's still him for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's much more obvious in the book that it's him, just because he, for some reason, is in like every scene, even though he's like not important. <laughs> Um, but it's like he's always mentioned and it's like well okay he's obviously the one who did it Um, but he is Arlene's second husband uh, in in the book and they are divorced but now dating even though she is has had two husbands in the interim Um, what the fuck yeah that is wild and not only did he um He's not Cajun. He can do a Cajun accent, but he's not Cajun. He is not going under a false identity in the in the sh- mm-hmm. in the book. Um, but also, he he like didn't just kill his sister. He like raped every woman that he kills in the show, including oh his sister. God. And the reason he did that was because um, he did it to his sister, so he needed to justify doing it to his sister by doing it to other women. What? Yeah. That makes no sense. So he was so ashamed that he did it to his sister that he basically had to justify that. No, it's just all fangbangers need to need, you know, to to be raped and and uh it's it's not just the fact that I I did it to my sister. Like it was him like self-justifying. Damn. It's it's just really fucked up. The mystery is very good in the show, in the book. Like in the show it's the only good thing is like the reveal at the end. <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty bomb reveal. I'm not going to lie. That V did miss. Yeah, V was looking at her phone. I was looking at my phone. And I screamed like a little fucking baby. And then a remote ran out of battery so we couldn't like go back. Yeah. (laughs) Not not great. Not not ideal. Um, But it was very good. I, I recommend these books on the basis of like, they're very good mysteries and they're very fun. And like, if you like a small town, um, but like still very interesting kind of mundane sort of mystery, it's good. And it also has a little splash of flavor of like, you know, vampires and stuff, but it's, it's very, it's very well integrated into the wider world. So I, 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 it feels very natural. It's not ham fisted at all. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My favorite character is Eric. Um, but I hate his hair. I know you said it gets better, him. but like his hair ruins his character for me. He also is, which is almost a dumb not thing to say, in but... the first season. I thought he was in the first season way more than he is. He's in it like twice. Really? Yeah. Think about it. Like he's in it when they first go to the bar to find out if the like women have been there. Um, mm-hmm. And then they get called back and Suki like uses her telepathy to figure out who's been stealing from the bar. Um, and, and then the trial, and then the trial, which does not happen in the book because in the book, Eric is the one who kills Longshadow and saves Sookie's life. Oh, that's interesting. Bill doesn't do fuck all. (laughs) He does. He also, the the last, what is it? Like last episode, he like crawls out of his, his little bat hole to like get to Sookie as she's being attacked by Renee. And, but it's like the daytime. So he just burns up and does nothing. Um, he, he might as well have just not even been in that episode. Yeah. Like, it was what so dumb. Mm-hmm. That never happens. They, they build it up as this like climactic uh, sacrifice, but his sacrifice did nothing. It did nothing. She didn't even know he was sacrificing himself until it was over. Do you know what he was doing in the book? You, I want you guys to guess what he was doing. Why he wasn't there. Sleeping with someone else. Okay. Jolf. Jolf. Okay. Um, no, he was running Wait, for vampire what? office. Good for him. Um, okay. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Okay. That's, 
That's it. Uh, he was running for vampire office in New Orleans because he was afraid that Eric would try and take Sookie from him. So he was like, if I become a political figure, I'll like have more security or something. Um, and then he sure. comes back when Sookie's like beaten half to death in the hospital after stabbing Renee. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I, I have a question. Okay. So in the book, speaking of like a political involvement yeah. with the book, right? Or show whatever um so in the show this whole like coming out of the coffin and like we're a marginalized community voting blah 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 now we can get married it's is very early 2000s like prop 8 gay rights type of shit Mm -hmm. is that still that way in the book not even a little bit no thank god because that is so stupid to me like it it is very annoying anytime they do that shit i mean it's like a dress that they like face like persecution and they you know like they've been trying to get their rights or whatever and it's not like across the board the same depending on like what vampire you talk to and so you know like that's Mm -hmm. mentioned but the ham-fisted parallels do not exist in the book thank god yeah um there i mean i will say the book does maintain a lot of like good uh you know bisexual and just i've lived long enough to not give a shit sexual representation (laughs) um which Mm -hmm. i wasn't sure if i'd conflated with the show um because you know the show has a lot of it but i was like uh is it gonna be in the book really because romance novels historically not great about that um and and it was which was cool um it wasn't really in the show that much, actually. Yeah, there, there's I didn't not really that much it. queerness in there. It's very straight. Uh, I mean, the the main plot line is, but a, a good chunk of the periphery, like a lot of the vampires, are seen as being in uh, some variation of not straight. Um, I think, like, really? yeah, if you're, if, I, you probably, I mean, you guys were watching the show from, like, a different perspective than I am, and also, like, you're watching the show. Wait, are you, are you straight-splaining queer representation to two <laughs> Yeah, no! hold on a no! second. No, Damn, I'm saying, canceled. you were paying attention to, like, the main plotline of the show, yeah. whereas, like, I'm, yeah, like, true. I've watched it, like, probably three times now at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, a lot of, like, Pam is, is gay, um... And I'm not saying it's like Pam. Pam shows no indication of being actually, gay, though. Like, actually, she kind of does. Yeah. You're right. When she's in How? the bathroom talking to Sookie, um, after she does that whole like interview with that girl who stole from whatever. Sookie gets puked on. <laughs> yeah, after Sookie gets puked on, she's like high key flirting with her, and I remember noticing that. But like, yeah. It for me, it is too subtle right now with the amount. Of, oh, like, I agree. oh, for it sure, for sure. Sexy representation. The realistically, the main queerness that we see is Lafayette, and yeah. and sure, I I understand that she is a lesbian, abstractly, but like <laughs> I I don't see her like making out like the rest of the vampires, which is fine. I don't need to see that necessarily, but just like with the amount of straightness that I am being slapped in the face with, I yeah. I would would be nice. I definitely don't think that the representation is like as it should be by any means, especially if you're saying that these people, like the context is that these vampires have been around long enough that they just don't give a shit. However, the fact that it exists at all was surprising to me in these books because from the perspective like of this writer, I was like, oh, she's just, this is just not going to exist in here. Everyone's going to be straight. (laughs) Everyone's going to be like super into just like, I mean, you live a thousand years and you're telling me you're going to like never sleep with someone. I like, I don't, I don't believe that. And so I was pleasantly surprised that I had not completely made that up in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> because I wouldn't have been surprised if I had. Right. Because um, I, I I also read a lot of uh, True Blood fan fiction in my day. <laughs> so uh, there was a part of me that was like, hey, what is actually represented in this book? And, and there was some. Um, so, yeah. But uh, it is... In the show, I think they, because they assign more plot lines to the side characters, right? Like Tara and Lafayette, who is objectively the best character in the show. Um, True. It's kind of, it's it's a weird thing because it's like, I think the the representation in the book is a little bit less overtly pandering than in the show. However... 
almost all the gay people do get killed. So, whereas in <laughs> right. the show, they don't. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. Well, I, I think the key here is that that word pandering, yeah. right? Where it's just like, okay, it's bad to bury your gaze. Uh, if there's a lot of that in the book, I'm not stoked on it. Yeah. However, I, I also think that the showrunners probably understood that Lafayette's a good meal ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave him enough like really key moments where I, I think the only thing I knew about True Blood for the longest time was Lafayette. Mm-hmm. True. Because uh, of that one AIDS, the AIDS burger. Burger. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good scene. That's a very good scene. So I, I wouldn't count that as better representation necessarily. It's just like it's, yeah. different, not so great representation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's also... Uh, we're we're also getting a very skewed at least in the books we're getting a very skewed representation of the world because we're looking at it from Suki's perspective and mm-hmm. i don't and I, I encountered that a few times where i was like a Suki's judgy as hell b she's definitely an unreliable narrator but c i i encountered some things where i was like i don't i genuinely don't know if this is the author or if this is meant to be Suki. um one of those instances, I mean, a lot of that, like I was saying, there's a lot of instances of Suki like noticing gay people around her, and she goes to a lot of these like vampire bars, and there's a lot of like, you know, different kinds of relationships going around, and and that's a very, it's very much just a part of the fabric of the world. But what I also noticed was that Suki is like, at least in the first book, she talks shit about like everybody, but more the the most. The people she talks the most shit about is women. She talks so much shit hmm. about women. Like, every time she introduces a woman, she talks negatively about their appearance. Huh. Yeah. And I was like, is this Suki? Is this, like, showing how judgy Suki is? Because I, I can appreciate that a character has, like, some pretty intense flaws, right? Mm-hmm. But I really couldn't tell if it was Suki or if it was... Charlene Harris, like, is she, is this just her writing? Like, she wants to make Suki seem like the most virtuous person in the room? Or is it that Suki just genuinely has a negative opinion of everybody around her, and therefore we are getting an unreliable view of the world, including, like, same-sex relationships? She has a different skewed version of those coming from her, right? Um, And maybe I was reading too much into it, because, again, I read this in seven hours and was just really really deep into it but i i thought that was interesting hmm. i i don't know I, what to I say about Suki woman hater whatever her last name is she like she Damn. says that people like she walks into a room and one of the first things she says about a woman is that she looks like an old boot <laughs> and i'm like shit Suki. and that's just like casual she says that shit about everybody even the people Got she her. likes she says shit about and i'm just like Suki, that's not dang dude Damn. Um, she she talks about how pathetic some women are. Like, she encounters at one point uh, in, in the show, we encounter the three vampires who end up being burned alive um, in their, or I mean, I guess they're not alive, but they, they end up being burned alive in, in their house by an angry mob. Um, and she talks about meeting them for the first time in that very uncomfortable, like, weird sort of, like, sex thing that was happening at Bill's house. Um yeah. I was uncomfortable too. Yeah, to be honest. And and uh, one of the women who is there, who I don't think is there in the show, she knows, and she immediately is like, "Oh, I can't believe you would be here. This is disgusting. You're this is you're just so pathetic." But of course, you're here. You're you're a pathetic woman, and it's like, God, sucky, Jesus. Yeah. And she does not have the same reaction to the young man who is there, who is there to do actual harm. Um, so. Suki's just mad because she's a virgin and sad. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, all virgins are mean, actually. Suki's actually an incel. Oh. (laughs) Suki's a femcel. A femcel, yes. But she's really, she she stays mad at women, not at men. True. Uh, Yeah, I, it was, and it's hard to untangle, right? Like, what is the author's intent and what is just the author <laughs> uh i don't know it was it was really weird it was it was a because I, I think that kind of comes through in the show a little bit but Suki is a much duller character in the show 
Um, yeah, she was pretty fucking dull. Yeah. She's dull and judgy still. Yeah. She is so high up her own ass. It is infuriating. But so is like everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sam pisses me off every time he speaks. Yeah. Because uh, his whole like high and mighty virtuous bullshit while also pretending to be a dog and spying on. So, very uncomfortable. Very weird. Yeah. He's he's slightly less insufferable in the book. Um, but that's just because he's like not nearly as present as he is in the show. Like they give Sam, I think, what is it? The 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 cast has like five main characters, right? With Sookie mm-hmm. being the center of that, but like it's Lafayette, it's Tara, it's Sam, it's Bill, and it's Eric, right? Basically. Um, I guess Jason too. <laughs> I always forget about Jason. Um, but Sam, as we Sam is not nearly so important. Like all the broad strokes happen in the book as they happen in the show. But he's he's a much more likable character because he feels way less like a pining asshole who only wants Sookie now that somebody else is trying to get her. Which is the same in the book, but it's like somehow way more tolerable because he's just like, ah, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> And it's like okay and then he just kind of leaves her alone like he's her friend um and he dates like an evil witch in the in the in the second book but um that's so, fun yeah he gets you know but uh it, the the differences were fascinating to me um the show is the show is quite something for sure I, I, are we gonna watch I the second it, season i i wish the show was quite something but it's really not like it, it's it has this cool setup but it's just boring most of the time. Well, f- we've chosen to sit with characters who are dull. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I I, don't mind sitting with the small town. Uh, but the, the way these small town people are handled is just so intolerable and dull. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. I think Terry's a really interesting and cool character. Like, aside from the fact that I find him endearing, I think the idea of, like, this traumatized war vet is an interesting thing to do in a small town mm-hmm. where now there are dangers, mm-hmm. you know, that are normal people who are just slightly stronger, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the the whole insurgence thing, like, small, discri- like, exploring that kind of aspect of discrimination and, like, this person who is constantly feeling like they're in danger or whatever, mm-hmm. Or, like, the cult stuff could even be interesting, especially in in a small southern town where, like, substance abuse is so high and then bring in vampires. I don't know uh, how discrimination can go hand in hand with all of this nonsense. Right. Could be interesting. Also, just vampires being normalized while also being, like, I guess seen in the eyes of the world as like some kind of minority that's interesting yeah but it's so dull (laughs) in the show yeah yeah well good news uh i already broke this news to v the other day because i literally could not keep it in as soon as i read it but fred did you know that they're doing a reboot of the true blood show of the true blood show yes huh it that's odd i mean i'm down i'm down for it but that's odd that they're doing it so like soon I after mean, the show ended, is That's it weird? Is it odd, really? Like HBO is so desperate for t- for a Game of Thrones yeah, replacement slash Westworld replacement. I will say I am deeply disappointed is in the fact Westworld that over. I think it's still going, but like it's lost its shine. Um, oh. But uh, I will say that Alan Ball is still going to be executive producer. <laughs> oh my god! Which how did you, if you're doing a reboot, don't. I mean, what you're just you're just gonna make the same show? Is that what you're gonna do? <laughs> can can we get a reboot but make it with a different uh cast of characters, mm-hmm. different location, uh everything different. Okay. How about that? Yeah. Well, yeah. And then it just, just it'll something be something else. different. <laughs> yeah. Just give me a different show. Yeah. Um give me a show, but it's just focusing on Lafayette. Honestly, honestly. Yeah, I mean, or Terry, Lafayette, and Terry, and I. Honestly, I would even take Eric, Mm -hmm. but only if we get to see more from his perspective. Well, yeah, he's. I will say, 
I was, I think I, one of the things I conflated with the show in the book, right, was how interesting Eric was. Because in the show, like I said, in the first season, he's almost not in it, which surprised me because I did not remember that. But when I was mm-hmm. reading the books, he's a vastly more interesting character and he's there like all the time. Um, so that's where that's coming from. So every time I was like, oh, I can't wait for Eric to come on. And you guys looked at me funny. It was because I was remembering book Eric and not necessarily show Eric. <laughs> I will say, I want to do an honorable mention. Uh, I, like I said, I read a lot of uh, True Blood fan fiction when I was like 14. And um, <laughs> I, one of the most impressive things I've ever encountered in my entire fan fiction reading life, which as you both know, is a fairly long time. I'm a, I'm a grizzled fan fiction veteran at this point. Um, was one of these, it was like a dedicated website to True Blood fan fiction. And the one of the mods on the website was also an author there. And she did a complete word for word rewrite of every single book in the series from Eric's perspective. Wow. Jesus Christ, yes. dude. At, like chapter by chapter. She uploaded a chapter a week and she, I think when I stopped reading it, um, she was like five books in. It was wild. Holy shit. Yeah. It was absolutely wild. I, to this day, I think that's one of the single most impressive and utterly ridiculous things I've ever come across. Now, can she do the same thing, but from the perspective of Terry? Yeah. I actually only want a Terry perspective. (laughs) It would be mostly Terry just kind of like. Vibing. vibing and just trying to keep his shit together and like going home and watching tv and fishing sometimes <laughs> vastly yeah. more interesting vastly more interesting yeah and him occasionally being like what the hell's going on in this town and then just kind of putting his his head down and going to work i feel like he would at least have like some cursory background into the, like the whole serial killer thing mm-hmm um, and I, I wanted more of that in the show because I'm like, wait, you're good friends with Renee. You have been friends with Renee for a long time, apparently, mm-hmm. right? And like, I just, uh, where's that? Where is that? You know, I need that. It makes less sense in the show because Renee, if, when we find out that Renee is a man who has murdered his sister and then taken on a new identity and moved to Bon Top, like what, five years ago, let's say, um, mm-hmm. he. Or it's even less than that. I think it's like two years, something like that. Because because really? when they do the yeah, because they go back to like when Suki and Sam go on their investigation to go figure out what happened to Cindy, his sister, which they don't know is his sister at the time. Um, they like talk to people who knew her in the town, and it, it sounded to me very recent that she had been like gone. So within like two years, uh, I could be wrong mm. about that, but that's the impression I got. Um, and so like it makes way less sense in the book as as far as like would people have i don't know I, like they, they he seems like he's a fabric of the he's part of the fabric of the community but he wouldn't have been yeah. there that long really i mean he's very friendly i guess and like that slick cajun oh. accent that both he and i were like oh hello <laughs> oh i don't know if that did anything for you fred but also, I, I realized that earlier I said Creole instead of Cajun. Mm. And to be honest, I I don't really know the difference. Oh, shit. I mean, I only know Creole seasoning. Uh, it's like a, uh, it's <laughs> a culture thing, right? And I feel, I feel dumb and I feel like I probably like offended someone. I'm sorry. I, I feel like there is some association there. Let's let's uh let's Is check Creole in. like like. Oh God, I'm not. Even, oh. A person of mixed European and That's black what I was descent, say. especially from the Caribbean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a mother tongue formed from the contact of two languages, so it, it can refer to the language, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, there is, you know, Louisiana Creole people, and let's look up the definition of Cajun. Uh, a member of any largely self-contained communities of the Bayou areas of southern Louisiana. Formed by the descendants of French Canadians speaking an archaic form of French. God. Uh, archaic form of French is kind of. Hmm. Um, <laughs> relating to the Cajuns, especially with uh, reference to their folk music or spicy cu- cuisine. So. Um, so I, seems... I mixed up an ethnicity background with a essentially. cultural yeah. thing. Yeah. 
I see, I see. So I they, am dumb. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like they can they <laughs> can um, intersect, right? Yeah. So it, it's not too bad, it seems like. But if anyone wants to yell at Fred, Ooh, yeah, I'm sure please. he'll yell his socials at the end. So please harass him. Yell, at, yell at me for straight explaining. Yell at Fred for being culturally yeah. insensitive. Uh, and yell at V for... Nothing because F- I am Find perfect. something. Find something to yell at her about. Yell at her for... Uh, Fred, hurry, please. Uh, uh, we can't be the uh, only ones. Uh, <laughs> oh Dead no. air. I'm safe. I'm good. Damn it. I'm your unproblematic face. Well, Yell that's... at her for being a landlord. Oh, yeah. I I am not a landlord. You, I'm just you, you, you walk around this already. house in your fur coat with a cigarette yeah. dangling from your lips telling us to send you our rent checks and how you're hiking up prices and and yeah. and you just you just come in and you slap us across the face every time you see us. You you are yeah. the worst landlord, V. Fascinating that I also pay rent. <laughs> Fascinating. To yourself. <laughs> to myself. I am paying it to myself. You are correct. That's true. Um you're more like a property manager, really. I think I'm just the person who makes sure our rent gets to where it needs to no. go on time. No, 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 no. Uh, because if so, then you were my landlord at one point, Abigail. That's true, but I'm not anymore, so it's fine. Well, I've oh, never well. been a landlord, and therefore I'm not problematic. Fun fact, true. Fred has never paid rent. <laughs> Fred actually never pays rent. Can you imagine? <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> honestly, during quarantine, I do be forgetting when the first of the month is. Um, I never had that problem before, but holy shit. It's not that hard, But Fred. yeah, I have to remind Fred consistently about You her. really do. I'm sorry. It's okay. Tragic. Uh, okay, I feel like this is a good stopping point for this. I don't know if y'all want to do uh, season two. I'm down. But. I mean, I guess we'll watch it. A podcast it, and then a like, podcast and then a podcast. Am I happy about it? I mean, we already watched the first episode. We didn't. Did we? we? Didn't. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. No, no we, we didn't. didn't. Yeah. Yes, we did. I don't. Oh, my God. Yes, did we, we did. Yes, we oh, did. Oh, God. It's so because... unmemorable. <laughs> I, I, well, here's I... the thing about the second season. Like, they they had the finale of the first season feel like the first episode of the second season. Uh-huh. And the first episode of the second season felt like... It, like nothing new was happening so it just merged together yeah, yeah it did. oh my god that's rough oh, that's rough you ever do it so bad well, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think part of the problem is like the the suffering of streaming platforms where like it it never really feels like anything ends yeah. Yeah, because like true. okay it, that's not a bad cliffhanger if you were going to have to wait several months to see the next one, right? Mm-hmm. But we didn't have to. We could just literally watch it the next day. I, I have no idea what happened in that episode. I'm fully blank. Like, I have zero... I, I remember the finale, such as it was, um, but I, do, I just do not in any capacity remember. I remember, like, she got new hair. She got a new hairstyle. <laughs> she did get a new hairstyle. <laughs> she did get new hair. And, and she changed her lipstick, which is no longer a cool tone pink, which was disgusting on her skin tone. It's true. They're trying to like make her seem more worldly, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we'll do a second season. Hopefully we'll remember more than that. Uh, not a good start, but that's kind of fitting for the show. I'm already finished with the second book. I did finish it this morning, so um, I'm prepared wow. whenever you are. Uh, now that the element of surprise is gone. Um, but I have been stewing with this for a while where I'm just like, God, I can't wait to just fucking just pull this on. I'm just going to sit there and force me to talk about True Blood with you for an hour. It's going to be so Ew. good. Yes. Yes. Uh, why does it sound like you're getting off to this? I mean, you don't know that I'm not. I mean, I'm not, but. Abigail gets off every single time we watch a new True Blood <laughs> episode. Honestly, she's jacking it you under know, that blanket. What's, what's wild to me is that I will never be able to comprehend how true blood managed to make sex boring true and very uncomfortable like super uncomfortable that one scene where jason is like slamming that girl up and down like fucking hulk does to loki in the first avengers movie (laughs) i hate the i hate the verb plowing but that's what it was yeah 
it, he was just plowing her and it was uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, yeah, she was a field of crops and he was plowing her. Well, I feel like that's yeah. how we were introduced to Jason, right? Was like the first shot we got of him was him just going to town on a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. In a way that did not seem pleasurable no. for any party. None of the sex no. in the show seems pleasurable. That's the thing. It's all like just a deeply uncomfortable. Like, um, anyway, speaking of deeply uncomfortable, do we have anything to plug? V, you go first. Um, instead of watching True Blood, which is objectively a bad show, um, watch What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, so good! Uh, <laughs> it was really good. I had a great time. Uh, I'm gonna get Guillermo de la Cruz like tattooed across my chest. Um, also on my butt cheeks. I want a crossover, um, a major crossover event. Oh my god! I I only wanted if spoilers. Guillermo just slaughters everybody. That's all I want. Um, but yeah, watch that instead. Good show. Good show. Also, the movie's good. Kisses to Taika Waititi. Yeah. Ugh. And other than that, do don't look show? for me as usual. What? Does he also do the show? Uh, I think he's an executive producer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Fred, you go. Go, 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 okay. go. Oh my god, I I have a lot of things going on, but currently my main thing is streaming on Twitch. I uh, em- implore you to follow me on Twitch if you would like. Uh, Twitch.tv slash film otter. Oh, you fucked that up real bad. Shut up. <laughs> uh, you also are on Twitter. Yes, yes. I am at film underscore otter because film otter was taken. Impossibly. Yeah, improbably, right? one might even say. Like what? <laughs> uh, do not look for him under Fred Gebhardt because he that is his account, but he does not use it. And also, I think you like lost a password or something for it, right? Yeah, on, on Twitter. But on Instagram, I am Fred Gebhardt. Um, Fred be hard. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> my my branding is very weird. Uh, okay, so I guess it's my turn. Um, you can find the podcast on... I mean, you're already listening to it on something. But did you know that you can find it on many other platforms? So if you don't want to listen to it on Spotify, you can listen to it on now Pandora. It took them two months, and I will never forgive them, but I did eventually get approved. Uh, You can follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Addict. Wherever you get podcasts pretty much is what I'm saying. Um, It's helpful if you subscribe. Remember to do that. I know it's easy to forget. You should also, because I'm going to guilt you into this, um, help the channel, not channel, whatever the fuck this is, podcast thing. I'm very (laughs) tired. Um, You should uh, help it grow. This this monster that we are making together. Um, You should drop a review. A rating, whatever you can do on your podcast player of choice. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Kingdom Thirst, on Instagram, Kingdom Thirst. You can send me an email at kingdomofthirst at gmail.com. You can go to our website, kingdomofthirst.com. Um, what else? God. Also, share uh, you episodes can... of the show that you enjoyed with people you love. Yes, share. I. It's almost Christmas, so while you're having dinner... Just bring up Kingdom of Thirst <laughs> and tell them about the times we talk about aliens fucking. Aliens. Or, Excuse me. A- aliens. I- <laughs> um, or orcs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or anything, really. Um, yeah, just all of and, that and at family You dinner. don't have to tell them. In front of your younger cousins. If it helps, if you want to like do, drop a little fun little family bomb on them, just tell them it's like a book podcast where we talk about like oh. stories and stuff. And then just start playing one at like top volume. Just really ear blast them with like. In- instead of playing Christmas music this year, play Kingdom play of Thirst. Play Kingdom of Thirst. We have like, uh, it's like some like 800 minutes of, of, of podcast to play now. So, so just play that for your entire family. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, I mean, for it's going to be bad. Guy. It's going to be deeply uncomfortable. But listen, the people around you are way kinkier than you probably know. So, like, don't including your dad, including your dad, including and your grandma, your all of it, all of it. They've been having sex longer than you've been alive. So, oh. yeah, they probably know more stuff. Than yeah, you. yeah. 
And they, they probably can, have done more stuff than you. you and it's probably, probably really weird. Questions weird about kinky things. Yeah, you ask them well, ask however they conceived you. Fisting. Ask them if they play sex Jenga. You know, like all of those good things. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, like we do in our family home. But <laughs> give the gift of uncomfortable sex knowledge this yeah. season. It's true. It's true. Uh yeah. So do that. Uh share, review, follow. I know it's really easy to listen to the podcast and not realize that you are not following, but that does help. So do that. Um oh. yeah. And that's that's about it. Oh, do also it the books and whatnot are all linked in the description below. They uh have a link to our bookstore, bookshop.org affiliate store, where uh you can support the A the authors. B, indie booksellers, and C, most importantly, me, the podcast, me, Abigail, the podcast person. Uh, so do that too. All right? All right. Where's our payment? Um, You don't get anything. You are, I mean, realistically, you're like some sort of content udder that I, I milk on occasion. Um, so Milk, milk, milk. Okay. Well. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm milking myself for you. All right, we're uh, I'm deleting we're, my we're, audio as we we're speak. Are, we're going to uh, say goodbye. It's been fun. Hope you didn't you enjoyed it. Do all the things that I asked you to do. Okay, goodbye. Bye. 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 Oh,